When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show. Big one tonight for the Knicks. Like, this is one of those games that, oh, look, I understand it's only one of 82, but this is one of them that you really do get excited about. But you're playing four games now over the next six days. And even though they're at home and you don't have to travel, that's still tough for a depleted roster. And the toughest one, of course, is going to be tonight against Boston because they might be the best team in the NBA. Do we have to adjust our expectations for this team? right? Because before everybody started to get hurt, we thought that I think getting to the conference finals was something very, very realistic for this basketball team. The way the Eastern Conference kind of was playing itself out. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is Grasser Us. Grasser It's our way of saying thank you to the sports figures out there making headlines. That is right. We do it each and every show to begin our third hour. It is Grasa Us. No matter the time of the day, this is where you will find it. It's a Dan Grasa show, by the way, 800-919-3776. So Grasa Us, some of the things that you might have missed, some of the sound bites that maybe didn't necessarily catch your interest, that's what this is for. And we're here to talk about it. You know, baseball's been a big conversation in the show, certainly the last hour, and one Pete Alonzo and his future as a member of the Mets has also been a big topic of conversation Steve Cohen is the guy who is ultimately going to make that final decision right he's the owner he signs the checks he pays the bills well he had a guest appearance I guess this is the inaugural episode of the meet at the apple pod which is what the Mets are launching this year I got the press release so I assume that this is the first episode so here was the Mets owner talking about the future of one Pete Alonso listen we want to keep him he's an important part of our team today and Hopefully in the future, we know the fans feel strongly about him, and I'm not toned down. Okay, like I totally understand the fans' love of Pete. I hope he hits 55 home runs, and and makes it so difficult on me, you know, in free agency. So I would call that a great outcome. Yes, I agree. You know, that's what the goal should be, and he's going to go out there as a highly motivated player, and I expect him. To put up major numbers, because as we got done saying a little while ago, he plays. The guy's in the lineup every single day. He's going to produce. that. Pete Alonzo's production is the least of your concerns if you're a Mets fan. Really and truly. And if he puts himself in a position to where, you know, the Mets decide to go in another direction and another team wants to overpay him, well, it still means maybe the Mets have themselves a halfway decent season or maybe exceeded expectations. I got no problem with that. On to the next one, Harv. Grasa us. Let's talk some Yankees. I know we haven't talked a lot about the Yankees today, but we will. Don't worry. Glaber Torres is a guy. You know, we spent all this time talking about Juan Soto and Pete Alonso. Well, what about Glaber? Right? Glaber's a guy whose future kind of is a little bit up in the air as far as the Yankees are concerned. Remember, we thought that there was a chance he could get traded during the offseason. After all, I mean, he was a pretty significant chip Young talent, a lot of ability, and who knows? I don't, I, he may not even finish the year as a Yankee. 
if the Yankees need have a, a, a glaring need and decide to use Glaber as some sort of a chip at the trade deadline to boost another part of their roster, who knows? But here was Glaber talking the other day about his future as a Yankee. I don't want to leave from here. I feel in home right now. I know everybody, my brothers, family here. I want to be Yankee for life, but uh, that's on my my goals. Let's see what happens. Now, did he mean like did he mean like his brother's family is here, or did he mean like the guys on his team or his brothers, and he refers to them as family? Play that one again for me, Harv. I don't want to leave from here. I feel in home right now. I know everybody, my brothers, family here. I want to be Yankee for life, but uh, that's on my my goals. Let's see what happens. I, I, I don't know. I don't think, like, his brother's family being here would, would stand in the way of him possibly going someplace else. So I think he kind of meant, like, the, you know, his teammates or his brothers and his family. Otherwise, this, this show's getting really, like, family-centric today. Glaber's brother. We had, you know... Uh, Jordan Montgomery's cousin working at St. Barnabas, we found out a little while ago. It's a big family show here on Grasa. Uh, next one, Harv. Grasa us. All right, let's do some football. And, you know, Jets, Giants, everybody around the NFL, they're going to start to make some big moves as we gear up for the new season. After all, free agency begins on March 11th. March 11th, that's like a couple of weeks away. The Combine is going to get going this week in Indianapolis. So this offseason is full steam ahead already in the NFL. If you remember last year, one of the acquisitions the Jets made was McCole Hardman, former Kansas City Chief, and they thought that, you know, he was going to flash some of that playmaking potential offensively and pair him with Aaron Rodgers and everybody else, and he was going to make some plays. Well, Funny thing happened along the way, as we know. McCall Hardman barely made a dent with the Jets. They sent him packing, ended up back at the Kansas City Chiefs, caught the game-winning touchdown pass in the Super Bowl, and he got himself another ring. And the Jets were, you know, out of luck. What can you say? So McCall Hardman was on Total Access on NFL Network earlier this week, and they were asking him about his future because he's a free agent again. And could he see himself possibly, possibly going back to the Jets? Frenzy starts, you don't know. So we just see what if they want me back. If not, you know, it might be somewhere else. So we should, we'll see. Go back to the Jets. No, no, I won't go back to the Jets. Well, I think the feeling is mutual. You know, it's not like he exactly wowed why he was here. But yeah, I know Jets. LOL. Ha ha. I get it. I get it. I get it. And look, hey, you know what? Good for McCall Hardman. Because if you win a Super Bowl, you catch the game-winning touchdown pass in the game, you're the hero, you can have the last laugh. And you can sit there and crack jokes on national TV. Next one, Harv. cross us That's right. Remember Johnny Manziel? Yeah, you remember who he is. I mean, we thought at a time, this guy was one of the most exciting athletes that we had regardless of sport, that we watched on a fairly regular basis. Heisman Trophy winner was exciting as anybody on Saturday afternoons playing college football. We know that. But then his NFL career didn't exactly happen the way I guess he wanted or maybe fans of Johnny Manziel wanted. And then, of course, everything else that transpired off the field. But, you know, he's putting his life back together and 
It's not like he's going to worry about money. He already, you know, he got paid as a first-round pick, and he's good to go there. But he sat down with Shannon Sharp on the Club Shay Shay pod. I like that name, by the way. We got to come up with a catchy name for this show, maybe. Like Day Day or something. I don't know. But remember, when he was a Cleveland Brown, things really went south, right? I mean, nothing was working out for him. Didn't look like he had any idea what was happening on the field. And then things kind of just spiraled out of control for him. But remember, when he was playing in Cleveland, so was a guy by the name of LeBron James with the Cavaliers. And Johnny even said on the Club Shay Shay pod that even LeBron tried to help him out but didn't do any good. And I remember, this is how bad off I was whenever I was in Cleveland. You know, LeBron would text me every week to come over to the house and watch a game or play poker with the boys and just tried to be there. And I was so depressed for the first time in my life that even my biggest role model and inspiration in my life couldn't get me out of bed to come and hang out with them. You know, when I went to the Cavs games, I went, I was in, I was out. I didn't really grasp and latch on um, to him in a way that I should have. And he tries to take me under his wing, right? And I'm just kind of nudging it away because of where my mental is and being just fully depressed in where I was in my life. Is that an excuse? Absolutely not. Because at the end of the day, the respect that I should have for them, giving me everything, should trump all else. In fairness to Jen, look, we know that he was going through some dark times and everything. But in fairness, I think we, we can all relate to that, right? I don't care if it's LeBron James or one of your just, you know, people, your friends you've known for your whole life. But there's just there's, there's just some days and some times where you just don't want to be bothered, right? Like, if you look, you had a hard day at work. You know, traffic was a pain in the you-know-what. And you finally get home. You sit down on the couch. You put your feet up for five minutes. And you just don't want to have anything to do with the rest of the world. And then sometimes, you know, they call you up and be like, hey, you want to go grab a beer or, you know, go grab dinner? You're like, ah, you know, not today. I- I'm good. So even if it's somebody like LeBron James, like I, I would have no problem saying no to LeBron James. If he texted me and was like, yo, D, you want to go out? I'd be like, no, you know what, LeBron, I got to be honest with you. Turnpike took me about an hour and a half today. There was an accident at the tunnel. Middle tube was, co- was closed. I, I just, I don't want to be bothered, bro. I'll, I'll hit you up again on the weekend and we'll try to catch up then. Right, Harv? I mean, you've had those situations, right? You, still, you don't want to be bothered. Always. Always. Here was something else Johnny Manziel had to say. This, of course, still courtesy of the Club Shay Shay pod. That now we live in the NIL world in college sports where players are getting paid without looking back. But he didn't play college sports during the NIL days. But there was still some stuff going on under the table, right? So much so, he let the cat out of the bag as to something that was going on during his A&M days. Take a listen. You said your dad went to Kevin Sumlin. Yep. And says for three million dollars, we're staying for two more. Now you do realize this is prior to NIL. I agree. This this so this is a backroom deal. Went on for 30, 40 years before. It was the same way that was happening when you was getting recruited back in the day. And you guys, and you know, y'all Texas A&M got money for. I mean, Texas A&M nobody got no money like Texas A&M. Y'all got the big dogs. I ring, baby. Y'all got the big dogs. And so three million dollars. If he had gone to any of the boosters and said, you know what? Johnny Dad said he'll stay for an additional two years if we just break him off three mil. Just keep it in cash. Throw it somewhere. We'll get it later. We don't need it right now. Right. But for my security, if something happens for two years down the road. Right. And my dad did this without me knowing. And I ain't mad at him about it for right. nothing. It's right. the way the business worked back then. Right. There was a bag man. 
There was a bag man at LSU. There was a bag man at Bama. There was a bag man at every school right. around the country if you were competing for a national title. It is what it was. And it was always that way until we're into the NIL portion of everything now. Yeah, look at it as a trust fund for Johnny or any of these players, right? And you can't be naive to the whole matter and, and look at it all blindfolded. I mean, this stuff has been going on forever and ever and ever. And that's what that's the hypocrisy of the whole thing is that once the whole concept of NIL came about and everybody was out there pounding the table and screaming and crying about how you can't do this, it's still amateurism, there's no way that these guys should be getting paid because after all, then they might as well be professionals. Guys, this was happening all over the place. And the only ones that you heard about happening were the ones that got caught. That's all it is. I mean, like, I understand, like, here in the Northeast and, and in New York, we're not exactly like a college sports-centric town or city. But in other parts of the country, like in the South especially, where, like, college sports and in particular college football is life, this happens all the time. How do you think you're getting the best players? What, because these kids just want to go there or they like the coach? Please. Please, please, please. Next one, Harv. Grasa us. All right, let's do a little basketball once again. Jalen Brunson, Nick All-Star, heart and soul of the basketball team, sensational player, as good an athlete as we have in this city, right? He spent some time chatting uh, with the All the Smoke pod. Who's on that one again? Who's the All the Smoke pod? I believe it's Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Matt, ba How about Matt Barnes, by the way? Speaking of that, did you see what happened to Matt Barnes? Oh, he got in trouble, didn't he? Yeah, Matt Barnes used to be, I say used to be because this all happened within the last, like, you know, couple of weeks or whatever, used to be one of the announcers on TV for the Sacramento Kings. He's not any longer because Matt Barnes, who had a temper and he was a hothead when he played, right? And, uh, and apparently at backdoor barbecues or outdoor barbecues, as you can uh, ask Derek Fisher, Matt Barnes was at one of his kids' high school games like a high school basketball game. And apparently one of like the announcers there, you know, probably like a student. I think it was a student, like a student announcer. I don't know, said something that I guess Matt Barnes didn't appreciate. And he goes up to the kid and starts like berating the kid in front of full view of everybody. Now, of course, everybody's got a cell phone. So somebody documented this thing. It saw the light of day. Sacramento saw that and said, we don't need some yo-yo who's like attacking high school students and having him as one of our announcers on our broadcast. So Matt Barnes no longer a Sacramento Kings announcer. But I hear the podcast is still doing good. Um, Jalen spoke with them about how he ended up as a New York Nick. Obviously going to playoffs, Luke gets hurt like second to last game of the last game of the season. And so he's out for the first three games, and I obviously did what I did. And no looking back. And so that all happens. And I remember seeing something on Twitter after the game, and it was like Mark saying, hey, like we can pay him the most money. And so he says that like in the in an interview, like Post whatever, yeah. mm -hmm. whatever, like literally right after the game. And so I'm thinking like, all right, I'm okay. After that, it was, it was like crickets. From my point of view, I can't speak to anyone else on my agents. From my point of view, it was crickets. And so, and obviously I saw like New York making moves and saw all that stuff. I was like, Home. Close to home. Close to home. Two hours away from where I was, or an hour away from where I was born. Yeah. Parents live on the East Coast, whole families on the East Coast. So I started thinking, like, this could be a real thing. Then here we are. It's so funny because a couple of summers ago, when this was starting to take shape, and it, and it was obvious, like, the whole world knew that Brunson was going to be a, a, a Nick, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire. And I remember saying a couple of years ago, just because it was the Knicks, and they had struggled for so long. And it seems like everything they touched did not turn to gold, like the complete opposite. What were the chances of this move possibly working out? And at the time, there were some people that thought that the Knicks were overpaying. 
because there really wasn't a heck of a lot of sample of Brunson being that guy, really just that playoff run. Well, now we know he's underpaid, and it's one of the great contracts maybe in sports. Maybe not for Jalen, but for the team, as far as pound for pound, dollar for dollar in the production that you get. All right, Harv, last one. Let's do it. Crush us! Oh, calm down. Calm down. I said it was the last one. All right, let's do some Giants. We'll close out with some New York football Giants. You know, we talked about it earlier in the show. And, look, Daniel Jones is going to be on this team next year. We know that. But beyond 2024, we've got no idea because the Giants could get out from that contract. Our buddy Mel Kuyper Jr., draft guru to the stars, was on ESPN Radio. Where else would he be? And he talked about not just Daniel Jones, but in particular, he feels pretty strongly that the Jones-Giants relationship should last for many, many more years into the future. Take a listen. I like Daniel Jones. I mean, everybody likes the unknown better than what we know because they feel, oh, we know Daniel Jones isn't that good. Daniel Jones two years ago was pretty doggone good. So, again, and he's still a young quarterback, and he had no help last year, and things went awry, and they got hurt. So everybody everybody likes the, the option that we don't know anything about better than the, the player we have. They all think this option we don't know a lot about is going to be great, and with time and time out, time and time out, it turns out to be some of those quarterbacks. And a lot of these guys were never, nothing special once I got into the NFL. I just believe that Daniel Jones is the right man for the job and I got to get either Malik Neighbors or a Romo Dunes they'd help out at wide receiver and that would be the best option at six if you're asking me if I'm Joe Shane okay I got three picks in the top 50 as we discussed earlier Daniel Jones is on this team next year and and from a recovery standpoint it seems like everything is on schedule or maybe even a little bit ahead of schedule he'll be ready to go come training camp following the knee surgery you got Jones you got cutlets now you got one spot you can either go out there and bring in somebody in free agency to be another quarterback to add to that room or what I would do if this is just me I'm drafting a quarterback and I don't know necessarily if I'm taking that guy at six or if I'm even moving up possibly into the top three, which you might have to do if you want one of those top three guys. But I think the draft is probably the place you look if you're the Giants, if you're going to develop somebody who ultimately can be the successor to Daniel Jones. And it doesn't even have to be a first-round pick. Like I said, you've got enough draft capital to be creative enough to where if you take somebody, let's say, in the second round and the third round, he could turn into something. But then what happens if Daniel Jones goes out there and has a great season this year. If he has a season like he did last year, which got him the multi-year contract extension, then what do you do? You're going to have the rookie sit another season, which is now so taboo in this modern day and age of football because these guys have to play right away. God forbid, if they sit for more than like three weeks, they begin to rot. It's not like it used to be where some guys sat two, three years before they got their opportunity. You know, the Iron Rodgers of the world. But that's a win-win to me if you're the Giants. Draft the guy, Jones plays well, then you have no urgency to get him out on the field. But at least you know that you have somebody waiting in the wings. See how they approach this thing. That is Grasa Us, another edition on this Saturday. That was a good one. Good edition. 
Make your move and rise up to Mazda from Bay Ridge Mazda with over 200 new Mazdas to choose from and 0% APR financing available. Now is the perfect time to discover the power, performance, and pleasure that comes from driving a Mazda. Move up today before their exceptional February offers expire. Online buying and at-home test drives available at BayRidgeMazda.com. Bay Ridge Mazda at 9000 4th Avenue in Brooklyn. On approved credit, see dealer for details, ends 2 this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Let's get back to the phones. Let's say hi to David in Queens, who was up next here on the Grosser Show. Yeah. David, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dan. Um, this, this uniform situation, MLB, like, I never thought I'd be calling talking about the uniforms. You know, I'm not Chris Sale. You know what I mean? You know, Chris <laughs> Sale. He's, you know, this, this guy's going to have a problem this summer, Chris Sale. If, if he's a little tight around the waist, this guy might shred his pants on the mound. But um, you know what I mean. But um, th- seriously, it's a, it's a problem. It's a, it's a joke. And Manfred is a joke. And uh, has he even come out and addressed this? Um, you know, the, the sport, our national pastimes ruined every year with these new rules. Ruined, ruined, ruined. Now, not that I go to the game to see the guys in uniform, but you look at all right. the years of great uniforms, 2024 is going to be known as the year the, the league screwed up the uniforms. I mean, come on. What do you well, think? Do you, let me, Dave, let me ask you a question. Are you a big, like, merchandise buyer guy? Like, do you wear jerseys and that sort of thing still or no? Jerseys, no. I never was. I never was a jersey guy. I had a um, Florida State, Bob, um, the point guard, um, Surra. Bobby Surra, uh, okay. Bobby Sura, I had. Uh, I don't know. Couldn't tell you how I got that one, but uh, that was a long time ago. No, I'm a jacket guy. I must. I like. Uh, I won't name the companies because they're not paying for your commercials. But you know, it has. You know, an S company that starts with an S. You know, starter. The, you can say you know, it's starter jackets. Oh, There's nothing wrong with I'm that. I'm a yeah. huge starter guy. When I went to the event in the city, 
at um, the NHL store. It was run by Starter. The, the K Show was there. I wore one of my starters, and the guys in the store complimented me on my starters because I, I have a, a vast collection of starter jackets, um, definitely. But that's my merchandise, yes. And I do like a good baseball uniform when I watch a good baseball game. And now, you know, we, we have an epidemic of, like, proportions that they, they couldn't get that right. Now, did somebody get, like, a payoff under the table? I know we don't know, but, I mean, is somebody laughing, like, all the way to the bank on this contract? Because it's a, it's a situation. They look like fools. You know? Somebody's always laughing to the bank. And, and, Dave, thanks a lot for the phone call. By the way, is there wrong with the starter jackets? The starter jackets are coming back, like, in style again. I even got myself a couple of them. I got a, I got a real nice one, as a matter of fact, that, that, that came into my grasp. Um, somebody hooked me up with a – it's like a black – I mean, it looks like it's right out of the 90s, for crying out loud, but it's, it's like, you know, new. It's like a black uh, Jets one, you know, with the green, like, old Jets logo going across. Very, very sharp. Very sharp. Um, Got to sport that one out one of these days. But the baseball uniforms, like, I mean, look, I'm sure you've seen it. it it's laughable at this point, some of the stuff that is in full view. You know the expression, hide the women and children? That literally might have to be baseball's motto for the upcoming season. Instead of, like, you know, come to the park and, you know, catch the action, catch the excitement or whatever slogan they use, this year might be hide the women and children. Because you might be in to see a little bit more than you bargained for when you pass through the turnstiles, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's like, but the, so here's what baseball's doing. Baseball and all these viral images that are making their way around the internet with the players now in their new new uniforms where um how can i put it mildly the pants are see-through so when guys have the jerseys tucked in you see the jersey part below the waist through the pants some other angles you see a little bit more below the waist if you know what i'm talking about so Baseball has come out, and, and, and the uniform makers have come out and said, well, no, that's attributed to the lighting in these rooms and in these studios where they're taking all of these um, you know, season shots and the uniforms that you're going to see like all over the yearbooks and in the stadiums up on the diamond visions and, and that sort of thing. They say it's the lighting. That's what they're passing it off as. Okay, fine. I get it. Look, lighting, lighting can enhance and it can ruin an image. You know, we've all been there. But my only concern is this. If you're going to go and say it's the lighting, Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but isn't baseball the ultimate warm weather outdoor sport, which more often than not is played in, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, daylight. So if the lighting is able to expose those type of things below the waist in a photo setting, what's going to happen when they're out there in the open and it's a sunny not a cloud in the sky, 80-degree day at 1 o'clock in the afternoon in full view of, you know, thousands of people. What happens then? And what do we do? <laughs> so, I, you know, you can, you can pass the blame and pass the buck now all you want, but you're not going to be able to hide from that stuff. What, are they going to have to censor baseball games? Are they going to be, you know, normally they put it on 10-second delay. God forbid, you know, somebody says something that you don't want the microphones to pick up. What, are they going to have to put it on even further delay in case, like, something is being shown on screen that shouldn't be shown on screen? Like, you laugh about it, but it's hard not to harken back to, like, the Seinfeld episode with George Costanza talking about the Yankee uniforms and, and offering up the suggestions. That's what it should be. But apart from that, though, the, the, the quality of the jerseys 
look extremely cheap. Like, really and really cheap. It looks like not, in, not anything close to what authentic should be. It looks as if, like, these are the knockoffs that they sell at, I, I mean, you know, you pick a place. A place that's not traditionally known for selling, like, merchandise. Like, you know, a place, like, for example, like Target or Walmart or something like that. You know how you see, like, a jersey? And you, can obviously, you obviously know it's not real. That's what these look like. And these are the ones that the guys are going to be wearing out there on the field. And if you want to buy one, they're still going to charge you hundreds of dollars for it, but it's going to look like something that you could have made in your arts and crafts class when you were in sixth grade. Harvey, what did you say, like, the, your soccer team is charging or, the, or they're charging for, like, the new uh, kits for, like, that are long sleeve or something like that? The new legacy kits, uh, authentic and customizable, are going for one ninety five. One, I mean, come on. And that's, look, that's what they're going to be charging you for these bases. I've seen the pictures. They look like something I could have made. And don't even, don't even sweat trying to buy the replicas because they look totally different from the, from the authentic ones. And the baseball ones, the authentic ones look like replicas. Now that's the problem. They look like replicas. I have no arts and crafts type skills whatsoever, like, like nothing. I'm a fantastic rapper. Tremendous rap, rapping, not like, you know, bust a funky lyric. I'm talking rapping, gift rapping. I'm, I, I am, I'm, in, I'm in the Mount Rushmore of rapping, okay? I'm your guy. Arts and crafts, yeah. Arts and crafts, forget about it. Can't do it. Richard in Manhattan is up next here on 98.7. Richard, good morning. Hi, Dan. Uh, Dan. Who, what's the harder ticket, tonight's Nick Boston Celtic game or four weeks ago the Nick LeBron James Laker game? Which which will you think was the harder ticket? I would harder probably t- – that was a Saturday night too, the Laker game, right? Yeah, four weeks ago <sighs> when the Knicks were uh, handicapped by a lot of injuries, when the injuries just started but happening. The Knicks, but, the, but the Knicks were riding a nine-game win streak going into yeah, that game, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I want to say, was... say the Laker game was the harder ticket. Okay. Yeah. Now <clears> – <throat> Did you ever think there would be another guy in New York that can hold a team hostage as Aaron Rodgers is doing? <coughs> I'll tell you who the guy is. Who is it? You don't want to think. No, I can't think. Rick Pitino. Currently? Oh. Yeah, I think so. I think St. John's, if it was any other coach, would have gotten rid of him from what he did. But no. I, you don't think so? The, no. The he made? No? All right. No. Okay. Think, I, I mean, think. Rich. Rich, yeah. think about what the St. John's program has been for the last decade plus or whatever before Patino got there. Of course. Right? Patino brought instant credibility to this team. And still, look, it's not supposed to be a miracle from one year to the next. But Rick Patino's a Hall of Fame coach. The guy's a championship coach. That's of why course. they brought him in here because I guarantee you, before Patino's time is done at St. John's, they will have won a couple of NCAA tournament games. I promise you that. I hope so. I'm still a St. John's, and I'm a Rick Patino fan, but uh, <clears throat> I thought it, you know, it was pretty – I mean, that was grounds uh, of uh, firing. Anyway, today is one of the big sports days, or actually this weekend. Much games for the Devils and the Islanders. Devils are playing back-to-back games, actually. So they've got to win both, Montreal and Tampa. That's going to be tough. 
the Islanders are playing Tampa. That's going to be tough. If they lose, either these teams lose either game or one or two games, they're finished, I think, for the season. Rangers are playing Philly. Knicks, of course, with Boston. Yankees and Mets. It's an unbelievable week. And then St. John's tomorrow against Creighton. If St. John's wants any hope of the NCAA tournament, they've got to win tomorrow. And then two rounds in the Big East tournament. And they may have a shot. And then, you know what? All will be forgiven. They'll say that Patino did this for a reason and it worked on his team. So there is an upside to all of this. So let's just hope it works out. Dan, always a pleasure. Thank you. Richard, always a pleasure on our end, of course, to uh, take the the phone call. Look, here's the thing about tomorrow with St. John's. And they're playing Creighton. At the Garden, I think it's a 12 o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken, so the place should be buzzed. Creighton's a good basketball team. Remember, Creighton just beat up on U- – not 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 just beat, beat up on UConn, number one team in the country, a couple of nights ago. This potentially a letdown game for them. So that's why St. John's possibly could find a way to keep that one entertaining tomorrow. Early start, on the road for Creighton, college kids – They think they're on top of the world because they just beat UConn. Maybe a little bit of that false sense of, hey, we could just lace them up and go out there and win. St. John's is having a down season. We got this. But I still think it's too little too late for St. John's to get into the tournament this year. I mean, unless they win the Big East tournament and they get the automatic bid, and I don't think that's happening. Seton Hall, on the other hand, see, here's the thing with Seton Hall. Seton Hall should go to, I mean, right now they're going to the tournament unless they, like, lose out the rest of the year. I think Seton Hall's not getting enough love from the so-called experts around the country. Like a lot of the so-called bracketology forecasts, they have Seton Hall right now as one of those like last four teams in, you know, which means they would get sent to Dayton to play one of those like playing games. I think Seton Hall is safely in, if you ask me. Safely in. Like they get, they don't have to go to Dayton. They should be in, in, in. Selection Sunday, by the way, uh, let's see, one, two, three weeks from tomorrow. It's on St. Patrick's Day, March the 17th. 800-919-3776. We come back. We roll till noon. Grasa Show, 98.7 ESPN. I'm a fantastic rapper. Different kind of rapping, but it's still rapping. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> One other thing about the, uh, the uniforms as well with the baseball uniforms we were talking about. The other thing and and maybe some of you are just hearing about this for the first time you haven't really paid attention to it so if you watch baseball today with 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 the Mets on uh, SNY as they open their uh, spring training schedule the other thing that's extremely noticeable are the size of the letters on the back of the jerseys like the guys names you need a magnifying glass 
Like, I, I, I don't know why they decided to make the letters and shrink the letters as small as they did, but that's the other glaring, glaring thing that stands out about these new uniforms. Let's say hi to Ira. He's in Staten Island. He's up next here on 98.7. Ira, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. All good. And it's amazing. You know, the sports world, we're talking about uniforms and, and the quality. But you know what? It all comes down to dollars and cents. You know it as well as I do. But yep. um, I got a question. I got a question for you. And uh, they got the combine next week. Free agency will be starting up soon. God forbid Rogers goes down. Okay. <laughs> worst case scenario. I know. I know. And let's say, let's just say three to four games. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Best case scenario, honestly. Now, you know how I feel about Tannehill. If he can't get a starting job, he's coming to the Jets. Yep. But besides Tannehill and Minchu or Garoppolo, I don't think there's really anybody else out there that if they had to play for an extended period of time that could take a team into the playoffs. The rest of them, you know, the Brissettes and all these guys, you know, they'll hold the fort, but I don't think you're going to continue the season with them. I'm curious what you think. It's interesting, though, Ira, because circumstances have to play out a certain way. Like, everybody makes a lot about Joe Flacco, and, and for some ungod reason, they decided to vote him the comeback player of the year last year in the NFL. And, and I'm, and I'm going to stick to this. Joe Flacco, yeah, it was great, played well, came off the couch, Browns won 11 games, but it's not like Joe Flacco took over in September and was the one responsible for the majority of those wins. Remember, how many of the three other quarterbacks played before he played? So they had something to do with the Browns winning games. Flacco took over, you know, with five, six games left in the season. It's not like he had to do all the heavy lifting. So, uh, look, God forbid you hope the same thing doesn't happen with the Jets again this year, but I would certainly be okay with Tannehill coming in here and being in a backup because the guy's won games in the NFL. He took the Titans to the championship game a few years back with, you know, the right system and the right people in place. You got former Titans assistants on that coaching staff. But if you also tell me that Brissett's going to be your primary backup, I'd also have no problem with that either. Yeah, I get it. I just hope that the Jets' thinking is that whoever they do bring in as a backup like you said, if Rodgers were to, or like I said, if he's going to miss extended time, that they could go forward with whoever is the backup, and your season could continue. Maybe not the ceiling that Rodgers might get you to, but you still could get into the postseason. Yeah, look, and, and Ira, we all know what's at stake for this upcoming season, and I thank you for the phone call. Jets have to win. Jets have to win. I don't care who's hurt. I don't care who's not in the lineup. I don't care what games get rescheduled, moved, what's not – it doesn't – excuses go out the window. They must win this season or else there's going to be significant change. There's going to be significant change. Um, I'm sure that you kind of kept up with things. You've seen already how much alterations there's been to the coaching staff. You know, maybe not like the, the, the coordinators and such. They're all back. But there are a lot of assistant coaches – on Robert Sala's staff that have been here with him since since 2021, his first season, that are now gone. Um, and that's what happens when you don't win. You know, some guys left on their own and they left for better opportunities with other clubs, but some the organization decided not to bring back and go in a different direction. When you don't win, there's going to be change. And if they don't win again this year, well, that's going to be four years now with this coach that they didn't win. And there's probably going to be a new coach if that's the case. And there might be other changes as well. 
This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Now, coming up at the top of the hours, we said Anita Marks is going to be live from the park at UBS Arena right outside where the Islanders will be taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. So her show is from noon to 2.30 p.m. At 2.30, Rangers coverage is going to begin right here on 98.7 as the Rangers are going to take on the Philadelphia Flyers. There you go. Islanders coverage, by the way, is going to begin at 1.30 over on 10.50 because the Isles are playing the Lightning. It's a 2 p.m. puck drop, 1.30 coverage, so you can hear that game on 10.50. So Rangers-Flyers at 2.30. When the Rangers are done here on 98.7, my friend Ty Butler is going to man the mic, and he is going to help bridge the gap between the Rangers and the Knickerbockers. Knicks coverage with yours truly will start at 8 p.m. tonight. Big Nick Celtics clash and Madison Square Garden. So that is what the rest of the day looks like for you here as far as 98.7 is concerned. But And we said at the beginning of the show, like, think about it. If you are a sports fan, your heart is content today. Every single team that you could possibly want to have in action is playing. Yankees-Tigers, Mets-Cardinals. We talked about the Knicks. You got the Nets tonight in Minnesota to take on the T-Wolves. Isles are playing. Rangers are playing. You got the Devils with a matinee this afternoon over at the Prudential Center against the Montreal Canadiens. We'll see if uh, whoever's in goal today can actually stop the puck or it's going to be another onslaught like you saw Thursday night uh, when the New York Rangers ran roughshod over them. You know, speaking of that, we got into a good conversation, I guess it was yesterday uh, on the show in the morning with Dave. Like, when you think about our city right now, here and now, rivalries, and we got a bunch of sports teams, right? Most of these sports, we have two uh, more than one team. When you think of sports rivalries in our town, obviously I would put Rangers-Islanders number one, right? I mean, that's got to be number one. It's got the history, same division, competing for the same thing. Rangers-Islanders number one, and how contested that usually is. I said, and I think that the guys disagree with me a little bit, if I had to sit there and rank the top rivalries, I would put Mets-Yankees right now as number two. I'd put it ahead of even Devils-Rangers. And I understand Devils-Rangers have had some epic playoff series, and I, I, I get it. 94, you know, the conference finals in 2012, I, I, I get that. You know, the fan base gets into it. But over the last 25 years since interleague play's inception, I think Mets-Yankees has catapulted itself to be right there at number two. I, I, I really believe that. People still get geeked up for the Subway Series. You know, the ballparks are still full. These teams played in a World Series in 2000. But I wouldn't have said that Mets-Yankees is a rivalry prior to interleague play. Like, my formative years, my young years as a baseball fan, when, you know, there was no such thing as interleague play, I wouldn't say it was a rivalry. Mets were in the National League. Yankees were in the American League. They never played each other. You might have had, like, bragging rights or whatever, you know, amongst your friends or whatnot, but it was never, like, a rivalry. You know, I can't say Giants-Jets is a rivalry. Even though they share a stadium, they play once every four years. Okay, they, they play in the preseason every year. But I, I don't consider it a rivalry. You know, if they meet up in the Super Bowl, great. If it happens, great. But it's, it's not, they're not competing for the same thing necessarily. Mets-Yankees, you know, they're playing regular season games now. Some more than others would like, but they are playing meaningful games. Knicks-Nets to me, I, I, I can't go there. Can't go there. 
I really can't. Now, I know Harvey's sitting there chomping at the bit because he probably wants to say what, like Red Bulls and NYCFC, that's a rivalry, right? Big rivalry? Top five for me. Where do you put it, though? You said top five, but where do you put it specifically? I'd put it above Giants-Jets. I don't know enough about it to say Giants-Jets, but I'm game. Now, they've yet to meet in the playoffs, but that's just, you know, whatever. That's a circumstance, I guess. But every single game, the, 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 the stadium packs out. It's heated between the fan bases. Fan base doesn't like each other. Don't like each other. There have been incidents between fan bases in previous years. It's always bragging rights. And I'm not I'm not advocating violence in any way because I think that that stuff is ridiculous and I hate seeing those like viral videos and whatnot. But I think like when the fans are at each other's throats, that also ratchets up. I think a rivalry and gives maybe some more context to what we all think a rivalry should be. I'm willing to buy that. I think that's important, actually. So I remember those early years of going to, like, Met Yankee interleague games and sitting in the upper deck wherever it was way back in the day. You know, there was always, like, fights and stuff breaking out there between the fans. This is how it is. That's a rivalry. And that's a show on this Saturday. This was a good one. Thanks to Joe and thanks to Harvey. Anita's coming up next. We'll talk to you, what, Monday, I guess? Dan Gross is saying so long, 98.7 ESPN. Tone it down whenever you speak to me. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.